Blog Talk Radio.
name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen we trust, as the Republic of Intellect, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the Amen race, the mentalists, the bright race. Good evening, I am the intellectual Nubim Minkari, this is Mentalect Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing why these black and pan-African groups can never truly help black people. First and foremost, before I start, could everybody hear me? I want to make sure everybody can hear me before I start. I want to make sure I'm coming in clear. All right, just make sure I'm coming in clear. All right. All right. Oh, and by the way, before I start, I want to make sure everybody who's listening, I want you to all get the Green Room Spotify, right? Because we're going to go over to this guy, Zareas Nuclear, on his live uh, broadcast. And we're going to ask him some questions because he claimed he a receiver, even though everybody knows he's copying from me. But he said he's doing a live show. So after the broadcast tonight, we're going to go over to his show and ask him some questions. But anyway. Good evening, I'm your host, the Intellectual Newman Minkaris. This is Mentelect Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing why these black and pan-African groups can never truly help black people. Do you see that picture I got up there, the so-called Black Panthers? Now, though that is not really an authentic picture, that was the setting of the Black Panthers and a lot of these pro-black groups. The reason why a lot of these so-called pro-black groups can never truly help black people is because the term black is always going to be associated with white and when you have people who believe they're black they're always going to be want to be associated with white you follow what i'm saying you cannot build a real community you cannot help a people when you try to include everybody in on what it is that you're doing you follow you cannot build a real community you cannot build a real collective body a real society of people when you including everybody else in on what you're doing. All of those black groups that you see that they talked about, right? You know, all these black groups are all inclusive. They are not exclusive. That's the problem. You see, black organizations and black groups are not exclusive. They're all inclusive. The last group that stayed all inclusive to the end for the most part, was Noble Draw-Lee's, not Noble Draw-Lee, but Marcus Garvey's group stayed all so-called black people, right? Even though the direction was wrong. And for a minute, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that this message was for the so-called black man, right? This is what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said. But then later on, you start letting in Mexicans and talking about they black, start letting in uh, uh, uh People who who questionable about whether they're black or white, you let letting those kind of people in. You start letting in an array of different races of people. And then all of a sudden, it ain't about black people no more. It's about everybody. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Start letting in so-called mongoloid Indians. Now, I understand the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you know, he let in some Latinos and things like that. But for the most part... You know, he said those are our people, but I'm pretty sure he meant the black Latinos and the black Mexicans. He wasn't talking about the white ones, because just like in the so-called Latino community, as if you want to call them a community, they got black and white in there as well. And the same thing applies amongst them as it does amongst black and white in the in this world, in this three-dimensional realm. 
same thing applies. They don't give you so-called black Latinos no play. They don't look at you as Latinos, even though you can speak all the Spanish you want, and that Spanish language is nothing but a Caucasian language any damn way that came out of Latin, but has some, you know, connection to commit, right, through the Greeks. But we'll get into that later. But if your organization, your community, whatever, is not private, if it is not private, if it is not exclusively for you, and you are not excluding others from being a part of it, being in alignment with it, whatever the case may be, then it's not going to get nobody nowhere. It's not going to get anybody nowhere. You know, you're going to talk about this is a message for the so-called black man, but then Minister Farrakhan got Mexicans up there, he got Puerto Ricans up there, and all of a sudden, like I said, we got our people amongst them. But some of them people I've seen up there, they don't look like they got none of us in them. They got they got some of that East Indian and that Asian look to them. We don't see none of our people there. You Israelites, you guys do the same thing. First, I remember you guys started off, and Israel was supposed to be about the raising of the black, the so-called black. And y'all can sit up here in line and say, oh, we, we never had all black. That's a lie. Y'all was dealing with all black. And then y'all start letting in the Latinos, the Mexicans, and all these other different races of humans. You start letting them all into your thing. Next thing you know, you start talking about, oh, we don't, y'all don't need the so-called black woman to bring back the bring back Israel. You can get with an Indian, meaning a mongoloid. You niggas even went as far as to say white people could join. Y'all went as far as to say that. You, you, what y'all excuse is for letting white people join us? Oh, see, they got the spirit of of Jake on them, the black man. That, so they not really white. They they black. That's what you Israelites say. That's your excuse for letting white people get down with y'all. You see, that's y'all excuse. You see, or the nation, y'all do that to all. See, they ain't really white. See, they just look white, but they they really black. You see. You know, Wallace Muhammad started that in 1974 when he let that white woman in the nation of Islam after the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was sick and on his deathbed. That's when that started, letting Caucasians in. See, that's what you have to do, all you so-called black organizations got to do in order to stay in favor with the government. That's what you have to do. You have to accept everybody. And the so-called Jews don't got to do that. They don't got to do that. The Amish ain't got to do that. The Italians, all them people ain't got to do that. They 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 say all Italian. They mean all Italian. They they exclude other white people from saying they all Italian. The Jews are excluding other white people from saying they all Jews. You see, you got to make your group all inclusive. I mean, excuse me, exclusive. You have to make your group exclusive. See, you got public groups and you got private groups. You got public groups and you got private groups. All you so-called black groups are public groups, man. Even you guys who push this Pan-African stuff, your Pan-African organizations and all that, they all public groups. They go right back to the NAACP. Here it is, the NAACP and the, and the Urban League. These are supposed to be organizations for the advancement of black people, but so-called white one, white people in charge of it. Jews are in charge of it. Caucasian Jews are in charge of the NAACP. And you, you thought for all that time it was bronze people in charge of that. They're going to tell you that they, 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 are, uh, they, they are for the advancement of colored people. You see, yet, yet, yet you can't advance to the leadership role, but they for the advancement. They won't even let a nigga be in charge of it, but yet they for the advancement of black people. You can't advance to the top of the NAACP. They just had started getting black leaders, leaders, and that's, those are probably puppet leaders that they put out front because people start saying something about it. You see, 
That's just puppet leaders. You see? And a lot of times they got to be light, bright, and damn near white to be the heads of it. This in mind. If you're not focusing solely and exclusively on your people, then you cannot raise your people. See, that's a trick the Beast plays with us. He tells us, oh, we got to be all-inclusive. and Oh, is this a black group? This sounds like racism to me. They try to do that reverse racism on you, and they try to guilt you into telling you, you can't, not you, you got to accept whites in your organization. You can't have a this if you don't accept, you know, this must be a racist group. But it's okay when they do it. It's okay when they discriminate. It's okay when they tell you you can't move into their neighborhoods and their areas and whatnot, but let you say the same thing to them. They're going to they um, they have every police, every uh, mayor, or oh, they're practicing racism in their community like they haven't been. You see? Like they haven't been. These groups, like I said, these black groups are all public groups, man. See, the Republican mental like is private. You see, when you a public group, see, you looking for, you know, you looking for two things when you try to be public. See, I so I, I really never wanted to be public. I, I wanted to be more private, and the Republican mental like is private. I really don't want the Republican mental like to be public. You see, even though it is, you know, but it's still pretty private. In other words, we haven't blown up to a large number of things. You know what I'm saying? But even when you grow, when you grow when you grow extensively, you can still be private. You can still be private. A good example is the so-called Jewish community. They're still private for the most part, you know, but they all over the world, but they private. You see, you ain't getting down with them. You see? And that's how our people got to be. You see, you don't have to make a, you don't have to uh, 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 have your or your people, you know, uh, uh, every, you know, millions of people. You ain't got to do that. See, because once you hit a certain number with people, your organization becomes then becomes public in this third-dimensional realm. That's why even so-called groups, again, I was always against big numbers. I was always against big numbers of people. Like I said, eat the 144,000, 100,000 followers or members or whatever all spread out all over the world, that's perfect. That's perfect. We don't want everybody too, too together, and we don't want too many people because what that does is when you start to go over a certain number of people, in your community, in your organization, whatever, it starts to, you know, you, you start to get, you know, you start to get the degenerates. You start to get the ones who are not really going to follow the law and the order. You see, because this is a selection process, and you don't want everybody. This is a selection process. See, these black groups, they cater to black people. That means everybody. That's what they cater to, the same way the church does. They cater to everybody. And trust me, the black church, they would have white people in the church with them. They want, in fact, the black church, they want white people in the church with them. They want white people to come and sit with them. And watch, watch what's going to start happening with a lot of these black churches. Watch what a lot of these traditionally black churches in Bed-Stuy, Harlem, these Caucasians are going to get right in on the mix. They're going to be right in the church with these Negroes. Not so much because they believe, but because wherever white people see there's life amongst our people, they want to come and have something to do with it. They want to be involved. That's going to be in Atlanta, and Atlanta, you're going to see all these. Look at, well, look at Creflo Dollar. Look, no, not Creflo Dollar. Yeah, T.D. Jakes. And probably Creflo Dollar, too. Wherever they see our people that they want to be next to at some kind of place, they see our people doing something that is, you know, that, that where there's energy rising amongst us. Even if it's negative energy, they want to be somehow involved. You see? 
They want to be somehow involved in it somewhere. They not trust me. They not put off. They're never put off by the fact that you that y'all that this is a so called black church. They ain't put off by that. White people will go amongst you. They ain't they ain't thinking about. They ain't afraid. They go amongst you. In fact, they they want to they want to feel that energy and that rush. You more afraid to go amongst them in their church. You already know that you not wanted there. Even when they ask you to come there, you really not wanted. They just they just saying it because a lot of times they just want to be nice and they want to offer, but they hope you say no. You know, a lot of times these white people actually come and be around. They just want to tell themselves, oh, I'm not racist. You see, they really want you to say no. So I, I help them out. If they ever ask me anything, the answer is no. So y'all ain't got to worry about that. No, thank you. Oh, you want to go to get a drink? No, no, thank you. Oh, you want to go to a show? No, thank you. You say, no, thank you. They really want you to say no anyway. You see? So... When you got these groups and whatnot, like I said, their mindset is they want all black people. And if you want all black people, you want all white people and all races of people after a while. All means everything. You open to everything. You see? You're open to everything, and that means you no longer focus on the growth of your people. You see, because you can't sit around here and talk about the um, the betterment of your people and how these races of people do your people when these races of people are amongst your people. Can you really speak about the so-called white man or these other races of people when you got Caucasians in your thing? You do you all think they ain't going to feel some kind of way? So what you got to do? Because, of course, you know, you black, you're going to want some white allies because that's what that coon Cat Williams said. Uh, you know, Cat Williams, you a coon. You say, yeah, you nigga got to have some white friends. You say, they always drill that into your head. You need some white friends. They always drill that into your head. You got to have some white people around you. Even when you niggas have a movie and it's all y'all in the movie, oh, ain't no white people in the movie. You see, but it's okay for them to have all white people in their movie. You don't have no white people in your movie. Why why ain't no white people in that movie? You see, they want to be wherever you are. Wherever you are, they want to be. It could be in the damn deepest, darkest parts of Africa somewhere where ain't nothing. They want to be there. They're going to they gonna be there some kind of way. Whether they filming it, whether they showing it, whether they making plans to overdo it, to um, um, do it over and get rid of y'all, they're going to they gonna figure out a way to push their way into what you're doing in some way, shape, or form. Hell, they'll send niggas to join just so that they can tell them and report back to them what y'all doing. They're going to be involved even if they got a black face standing in for them. You see? Because they, they, they want to feed on your energy. And, they, and let me tell you something. You know, contrary to what they think, they always got this idea, oh, what are the black people thinking about? You know, what are they trying to do? Are they going to overthrow the society if they get together and this, that, and that? Well, well, how, well wait a minute. How can so-called black people have power by getting together to overthrow the government or overthrow society if they ain't got no weapons? They ain't got no, they don't have no weapons, they ain't got no big military, they ain't got no big numbers. Why are you threatened by that? You got all the police in the world, all the guns, all the bombs, everything else. Why are you threatened by so-called black people getting together? And they won't even be talking about, and they won't even be talking about the government. Like, you know what I'm saying? But they listening, like they listen to me, I'm sure. The government listens to me, and that's fine. Why are you threatened? That's my question. Why are they got to watch everything? Why? You know why? See, because guilty people are always paranoid. 
Guilty people are always worried. Guilty people, I'm going to say this again, guilty people are always worried. If you're a thief and you stole something from somebody, you're always going to be worried about when them people are going to eventually want what they want back or when it's going to come back to them or when what you did, the wrong thing you did is going to come back to you. That's really what it is. Guilty people always are in fear. You see, you kill somebody, you're always going to be worried about, oh, is this person going to come, you know, is this person family going to come, or is it brothers, who's somebody going to come, or, you know, or you kill them, and, or you try and kill them and they don't die, you're going to be worried about, oh, are they going to come back around, you're going to be thinking about that. You see, they ain't having wiped our people out here. So they always going to worry about the remnants of our people who are still here, the Mesoamerican people. See, they're always going to worry about whether these, Meso- these Mesoamerican people going to wake up and realize they're not African. When they're going to wake up and realize this is really their country, what's going to happen, see, because they had thousands and thousands of years of civilization here. We only had three to four hundred. They only, they only got 300 years of civilization here. They don't even got that. You see, they didn't start really building their society here until the 1700s. You can't even count the 1600s. They weren't shit in the 1600s. The white man wasn't shit over here. They was trying to be something. But they really wasn't nothing like that. They didn't start really coming together till like the mid 1700s. So you count that to now, 17, 18, 19, 20, about going on 300, 300 years. It's about to be, it, it, they're trying to get to 300 years. Okay? They don't have long lasting societies. They don't have long lasting societies. That's why, and I, it amazes me. The same way Greece, Rome, Egypt, and all these places, Mesopotamia, all these ancient societies fell, even Mesoamerica fell. This society going to fall too, man. That, that's a given. This society is going to fall. And something will rise in its place. Something will rise in its place. It ain't going to be you Asians. It ain't going to be you other races of people because y'all already rose already, man. You Chinese, y'all don't become great. Y'all ain't going to become great in America, man. You already became great in China. Y'all already overdid it. Y'all had y'all time. It ain't going to be you East Indians. Y'all doing y'all damn thing in India. Even though uh, Bill Gates was trying to wipe you niggas out. But like I said, that's business, not personal. I told you, remember, with us, it's personal. With them, it's business. You see, when when they do each other dirty, it's business. It ain't personal. You see. See, they, you know... So what society has to rise? What society naturally has to rise? If all the other societies done rose already, every society done rose already. Done come that they, they done had their time. It's our turn. Our time is coming. You see, we haven't risen in thousands of years. We haven't been on top in thousands of years. And I'm talking about the entire planet all over. You see, this is what they're afraid of. They know our time is coming, man. They know. That's why they always looking what the what them niggas doing, what them niggas doing, what they talking about, what they do, what's going on here. Man, well, ain't got what to worry about. You ain't trying to do nothing to them. They they now notice they they talked about how the so called Arabs were terrorists and they don't bomb stuff and they they stopped talking about the Arabs and they focus on niggas. They stopped talking about the Arabs who who got a history of bombing stuff and blowing stuff, but they not the focus. You see, the very people that, that had beef with America, that, that, that they let them come over to this country. So why are they not a threat? 
why are you who've been here, who ain't did nothing to them, who ain't even retaliate for slavery, who didn't retaliate for Jim Crow, who didn't retaliate for having your churches blown up and having your women raped, didn't retaliate with that furiousness? Because, again, guilty people, guilty people are always worried. Guilty people, they can sit up here and say, oh, I ain't worried. They think they can do their dirt, you see, and they can get away with that. But they know deep down inside because if the white man has a so-called justice system, even though I say there's no such thing as justice, there's judgment, because he has a so-called justice system, he knows that criminals will be judged and will be punished to the full extent of natural law. Forget the law of man, natural law will punish those who have broken natural law. The humans have broken natural law. We broke natural law first by creating the human race, whether you know it or not. We broke natural law because they're not natural. They're not part of the projection, so therefore they should not have been created. You see, they're not like the animals. The animals are more natural than they are because, see, the animals didn't have to have a genetic makeup of other creatures to go into them to be spliced together to make them. Now you got, of course, you got your hybrid animals like your, uh, um, like your mule, which is a donkey and a horse mix. You got, you, like I said, you got crossbreed, but those are still animals. Your humans, like I said, they're so vicious and they're so degenerate because they have our genetic in them and they have the genetic of animal in them. Again, they are a experiment. They are a walking freak show. These humans, hair like animals. Yet they walk upright like us, right? Smell like animals, mindset of animals. Yet they walk upright like us. You see, they always worry that the ones who are truly from the projection of a highest level, which is the fourth dimension, the highest level that they know, the fourth dimension, will eventually come out of sleep. They will eventually come out of sleep. Why do you think they had to tell you that the Mesoamerican descendants of the Mesoamerican people, the descendants of the Olmecs, the Aztec, Inc., and the Mayan, oh, those people just died out and they disappeared? Why do you think they're telling you that lie? Why do, think, why do you think they're severing your tie with your ancestry here in the society? They're going to tell you, here's a people that have been here for thousands of years in this land, before the white man, before everybody. They just stopped. They just stopped having babies. They just died out. That's what they got the nerve to sit here and tell you. You see, that's what they got the nerve to sit here and tell you. You see, they're lying because, see, they don't want to establish a, li- a line or a lineage to our uh, uh, to our place here in the society. They're never going to call you so-called black men and black women the real Native Americans or the real indigenous Americans. They're not going to do that. But what they will do is tell you that you're black people, you see, and that these black organizations are for you, Pan-Africanism, all these black militant groups. They're not for you because they wasn't even created by you. These groups were not created by you. If you created a group on the principle of Marxism Marxism, or any of these communism, because that's what the Black Panthers was created on. The Black Panthers was nothing but, is nothing but a Marxist and communist group, which is another word of saying a Satanist group. You see, they, a lot of them guys don't even know it. You see, that discord, you see, 
when them guys walked up in the damn uh, um, Capitol in, D- uh, in um, D.C. with the damn loaded guns or the guns to be on display. You see, that was attention. That was people trying to make spectacles of themselves. Remember I tell you, watch these niggas who want to be spectacles. That's all a lot of you see Black Panthers was. They were spectacles because, you know, when you are looking to be a spectacle and you want notice, you want to be a, you're really going to try and be a public group. And what happens when you become a public group? People want to know what you're about. People want to be part of what you're about. They want to read your literature. They want to say yay or nay. You got all these different races getting interested in what you're talking about. That See, that's when your group no longer is private. It becomes public. Next thing you know, they want to come to your meetings. They want to hear you talk. Now, I don't have, you know, I don't have a... a one or two humans in my class here and there. But like I said, not no Caucasians, but you know. But my point is, well, this is when your thing is no longer exclusive. It's inclusive. You see, the Nation of Islam was it was exclusive until Malcolm X brought the cameras in. The Nation of Islam was not supposed to be a public organization. It was supposed to be a private organization like how the Freemasons are. I'm like, you know about the Freemasons, but they're still private. You see, that's how the nation of Islam was supposed to be. And this is why Elijah Muhammad was hesitant about bringing cameras into the mosque. Malcolm X convinced him to do that. He was like, he didn't want the work. Because, see, the white man, really, they really didn't know about the nation of Islam on the level they was on uh, uh, to like the 60s, for the most part, for like till the early 60s. The nation of Islam was around for 30 years. I mean, of course, you'd see the guys in suits, the bow ties. You kind of knew who the Muslim was, but you didn't really know. Black people knew who they was because they was in the so-called black areas. But everybody else really didn't know about them like that. You see? And even certain black people didn't know about them like that. But Elijah Muhammad wanted it to be like that. He wanted he wanted press, you know, somewhat, but not on the level of what Malcolm X took it to. He didn't want down Elijah Muhammad didn't want that type of publicity. They really didn't want to be speaking on the president and stuff like that. And see Malcolm X get you know he is angry and upset because the Nation of Islam wasn't more public. He felt that the Nation of Islam Islam should be public like these groups like the civil rights groups, the S, the SNCC or the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, all them groups from the '60s or the or the Black Panthers that was coming up. This is what Malcolm X wanted to do. He wanted to take the Nation of Islam public take the nation of islam public and like i said once you did that that's when all this stuff start happening attacks from the police and all this other stuff start happening you see that's when they really started having problems and with the government like that once he took it public and then he ends up turning around and turning on the nation of islam you see because again these public organizations are controlled by the beast because and if they got these black leaders, these black leaders, they're not trying to offend Caucasian people, especially if they get some white allies who want to give them some money or help them or try to, you know, be be some part of what they're doing. You see, because then you got to start compromising your 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 uh, um your message. You got to start, you know, you they they scrutinizing. Oh, you know, you can't say this about white people. Why are you gonna? I'm white. I I, I like you guys. Uh, why why are you saying that we're animals? Why are you saying that about the Mexicans? Or why are you saying that's hate? You're teaching hate. You're, you're teaching hate, right? And all you're doing is stating what your scientists said about humans. They said that the humans are all animals, a species of animal. But when you point that out, they still got to. But anyway. Once your thing is public, 
once your community or organization is public, it just it just becomes an open door for all these other people to come in and be in your business. You see, that's what that does. Even when you let certain black people in, even when you let them in, it's the same thing as letting the beast in. Even when you let certain black people in, it's the same thing. Because they come in with that mindset of looking to cause chaos and confusion. Because a lot of these so-called black people, they join these organizations and movements or whatever to cause chaos and confusion. They want to come and bring their black ways in. So that's what happens when you have a public group. You see? This is what happens when you have a public group. You know, if you truly want to help your people, you don't need to be in the news. You don't need to be in the media. You don't need to be running your mouth speaking about current events and all this other shit. Nobody care about your thoughts. Your thoughts on current events ain't no different than anybody else's. Focus on your organization. Focus on your community. Focus on your nation. Nobody cares about you. What you got to say about the, this this rapper over here or 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 this uh, 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 president or leader over here. What about your people that you in charge of? You see, what about them? No, see, when you got public organizations, then you get leaders who want to be public speakers. They want to be public speakers. They don't want to really just focus on uh, their own people no more because, number one, it ain't no, it, in their mind, it ain't no money in it for them. And these guys trying to get rich. A lot of them are trying to get rich. Or, you know, it ain't just exciting. It's just, oh, I'm just talking to a bunch of niggas. That ain't nothing. I'm, I'm over that. Now I want other races of people to follow me. You see? Dr. York, I'm, I'm going to just be real. I'm going to just say real, real, raw and uncut. Dr. York started that nonsense, too. You know? He started that nonsense, too. Bringing in, bringing in certain people that wasn't, uh, wasn't our kind. You see, bringing in Asians, you know, with, with a damn Asian walking around with a damn Egyptian head cloth on his head. Bringing in Asians, bringing in East Indians. I've seen all that down with the Nuwapians. Boy, I haven't seen the Caucasian down. See, stuff like that. Stuff like that. You see, they have, just because they say they got a little black in them, they got a little tan. See, now it's, no, it's, not, it's not about you now. Right? Right? Now it's not about you now. It's about every, everybody else. You see? And if it's about everybody else, then wouldn't it become about you? Because trust me, if the white man or these people join these organizations, they're looking to corrupt the organization. They're looking to throw the focus off. The focus ain't going to be you no more. See? The focus ain't going to be you. The focus going to be uh, everybody. You know? The focus gonna be everybody. When you niggas are talking about Black Lives Matter, the white man, all lives matter. You see, they 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 want they once they start talking about you, when it's talking about them, oh, it's white only. When it's talking about them, white only, white only. When it's their areas, white only. But when it's your areas, oh, you we can gentrify your neighborhood. Oh, we, why why can't we live over here? But you got all that white area over there full of people that you can live with. No, but we want to live here with you and drive up the rent and make the rents high and bring in a bunch of coffee shops and whatnot so white people can prosper. That's why. Or if y'all black asses. You see, this is the game they play. You see, because they always want to come where you are. And they always want to build where you're at. 
See, because you bring excitement. Like just today, going on outside was a block party. Now, you know, the traditional Bed-Stuy block party, you see bronze people all up and down. You know, now you see the Caucasians, they now they because now they live in the area now. Now the block parties, is, and now it's a gray block party. It started out as a black block party. Now it's a gray black party, black and white together. And somebody said, well, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. I, you know, I don't care what black and white do. But, you know, the whole point of having a block party, you know, amongst your own kind is to celebrate your people and have something that they do that's truly their own that they do. Like when the Jews get together and they have one of their little celebrations or ceremonies or events, that is a Jewish thing. That is a Caucasian Jewish thing. And I and that's fine. I can respect that. I have no business being there. It's just that when you niggas do something, you want to invite everybody. We oh we oh we don't want to exclude nobody. See, we don't want to exclude nobody. Cause see, it ain't right. Cause we got excluded, and it ain't right that we do that. Uh, yeah, it is right that you do that. You should be more like how everybody else is when it comes to ex- inclusion. Exclusion. You should. You should, because what that shows is that you all care about the fo- of y- yourselves and growing of yourselves, and you put yourselves first. That's what that shows. When you sitting up here talking about everybody could be down with you, and we all, oh, you know, we all the same, and you know, oh, we all family. Once you start talking like that, then the then the focus is off of the um, evolution of you, and it's on to everybody. Remember, I said these humans feed off of us. That's the best way to do it. That's the best way to do it. You see, you're not going to show up. Exactly. They're not going to show up in an all-white or Asian or Indian event. They ain't showing up there, and they're going to be looked at as outcasts. But the white man ain't got no problem showing up at one of you niggas pan-African thing. You niggas will be out there drumming. The white man will show up with the drum and start beating with y'all. Y'all be out there drumming. How many of y'all have seen the white woman show up with the damn African uh, uh, dress on dancing with the black females? Or are they beating on the drums with y'all? I thought that was supposed to be something sacred. I thought that was supposed to be something that was for the, our people, our black people. But yet the white man could come in there and just beat on the drum. Hell, I remember that uh, slave museum down in Manhattan. Here the white man, the so-called white man who, who you know, the so-called Jew, he got the damn dashiki on and the damn African gay lay in the head in the headpiece on, teaching niggas about slavery with, with, with African shit on. There you go. That's how much respect they got. For, I, I, I swear. I, 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 I kid you not. You how how you, how how would it be if you saw a so-called black man down at the Jewish Museum talking about the Holocaust? You would never see that happen. That would never happen. But they sent a Jew down there. Right, he, you know he was a Jew, had his beard and everything, and you know you could tell he, they got a certain look with him. And he got on a damn dashiki and a damn headdress, and he's talking about Africa and the African slave trade, and how black and the slaves and all this other stuff. Of course, you know he's going to teach that. He ain't going to teach about the Mesoamericans. Oh, we don't know who that is. Yes, you do. He, they're going to send, they're going to send the white man out himself to tell you niggas that you were slaves and that they brought you in bondage and lied to you. They're going to send them him out here himself and lie to you. I guess none of y'all niggas was uh, available that day. You see, just straight clowning y'all. But this is what y'all put up with because, see, black people got low self-esteem. 
You, as, as black people being named black people, it was meant for you to have that built-in low self-esteem. You have low self-esteem, so the last thing you want to do when you're trying to build up your esteem is trying to invite everybody that, you know, that is not a part of you. Because notice, everybody will sit up here, when, like I said, when black people start becoming more exclusive, when we say, oh, we don't take white people in our organization, we don't take this, people got a problem with that. Oh, what y'all racist? Oh, what y'all, no, we just don't take other, we just focusing on our race, we just focusing on our people. What's wrong with that? Same way the Jews do, same way the Italians do, same way the Irish, they, they have their own thing. You know, little Italy, Chinatown, the Chinese, they all focus on their people. But then when you do it, it's wrong. When you say, oh, we don't want, we're not buying from no Asians no more. We're not buying from no Arabs no more. We not. They'll try and sit up here. If you get somebody to start teaching, um, quoting that out here in New York or whatever, they'll try and probably have that person locked up or call you a troublemaker. If you try to stop black people or you tell black people not to spend their money with these other races of people. Well, it ain't even got to get to that so-called black people ain't going to listen anyway. But that's what happens when you have an all-inclusive mentality. Black people have an all-inclusive mentality. In other words, everybody can come to the black party, but when it comes to everybody else's party, nigga, you ain't invited. Nigga, you are not invited. Okay? The white man, he'll just walk up in your, he'll walk up in your, uh, in your classes, walk up in your, in your uh, neighborhoods, walk up in wherever you have an event, just to be nosy and be disrespectful. What you niggas doing? Been there, walk up in there like how they used to do in the slave quarters. You had a damn door closed. Man could be in there having sex with his wife. The white man pushing and, and standing up in the door and watch. You see, because animals don't have no boundaries, even when it concerns you. Animals have no boundaries. You see. And y'all don't help things any because y'all don't make no boundaries for these damn animals, these human animals, two-legged animals. You let them all up in your house. You let them have you, uh, educate your children. You let them hold your children. I seen a nigga woman let the she let let the damn white man and strange white man from out of out of nowhere. She let a strange white man hold her crying baby. You see. And they showed this on I, what was going on? She because she was they was at some kind of I guess the uh, DMV or some some office somewhere that was waiting and the baby was crying and she got the white man holding her little new um, little baby and whatnot. Baby couldn't have been no, couldn't even been a year old I guess. She he he got she don't know who this that strange white man is. She's gonna give her give him the baby and he, he cradling the baby and she filling out the damn thing. Now let a black man ask to hold a white baby. Shit, that white woman be calling the police and everything. Why are you harassing that woman? The hell you want? What you want with that white baby, nigga? I don't see black females do this. They'll hand their babies over to white people to hold, let them touch your baby, all that. They'll come right up in and put your hands all in your baby carriage, especially if you got it open. You see, because they feel as though they they that you are. Anytime, whatever you doing, they got the mindset because of you, because of you so-called black people. They got the mindset: anything you do, anything that you're a part of, is not sacred. They can come up anytime they want to. Whatever you doing is what, or whatever we doing. It becomes when it's y'all, it's we. When it's them, it's them. When it's y'all, when it's y'all, it's, it's all everybody. You see, you. In other words, because. Uh, they tell you, oh, 
who are you niggas to start acting like y'all uppity when you don't want white people up? What you niggas think y'all? Y'all think y'all too good? Because that's the mentality. Because they feel as though you niggas are at the bottom of the barrel, and you should be honored that we want we white people want to come and listen to what y'all saying. We should be honored. <clears throat> that's the mentality. And you know what? A lot of you niggas feel honored to have white people sitting up here patronizing you, listening to you, and all this other stuff. A lot of you niggas feel privileged. You feel proud when a white person gets something from you or buys something from you or deal with you in some kind of way because that's the low selfish. Those are the same people who want to let white people up in your organizations, let them in your community, these so-called Latinos. Like I said, I'm not talking about our bronze Latinos. I'm talking about them white-looking ones and them, and them Asian, Mexican-looking ones. Those are not our people with the straight hair. That's not our people. You see? You want to let those kind of people in and whatnot, but they don't. And but they, 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 they're racist against their own dark-skinned Latino people. They racist against their they own dark-skinned Latino people. You go to a Puerto Rican parade and whatnot, be the only nigga out there. Be the only nigga out of a Puerto Rican parade, and you looking at some Puerto Rican girls. And I'm from New York, and I know how they are. But they'll be the first one that when when some hip hop music come out, or they want to act like you, yo, my nigga, yo, my nigga, throwing the word nigga around. But then when it come to them, you say spick, yo, what up, my spick? Now they be ready to cut your ass up. You see, because everybody got a double standard when it come to you. What's up, my spick? You know, throw it right back at them, my spick. They don't like that. But they can, you can be nigga all day. You see. They could be with one of your women all day. They could get a black girl all day. Go walk down the street with one of their Latino girlfriends, one of their Latino girls who they, who they feel is attractive. They're going to turn right into the white man on you. They're going to turn right into the damn caveman on you. You see? And that's all races. You niggas are the only ones who freehanded. You freehanded with your organization. Oh, everybody could join. Oh, no, see, we ain't racist. Everybody could join. You freehanded with your organizations. You freehanded with your woman. Any man could have your woman. You, you know, you see the white man walking with your woman. Y'all don't care nothing about that. Y'all don't feel no kind of way. Y'all don't think nothing about that. You know, um, but let you be with one of their women. Let you be with one of their women walking through their neighborhood. You see how they feel about that. See y'all don't y'all y'all don't think y'all don't think y'all should be practicing racism. That's the damn problem. Problem. Y'all don't think y'all should be practicing racism, but you should. You should because if you have the most dominant genetics on the planet, the most supreme genetics on the planet, that don't got no real no real sicknesses and ailments and weakness and whatnot that didn't come from these humans interaction. But if you got that, why would you want to mix your seed with a bunch of recessive animal like people? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want puppies for grandchildren, little puppies, half pups? Why would you want that? See, you don't think that way because, like I said, y'all think that any because of your low self-esteem, you believe you're black, you believe you're a black person, and black equals uh, 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 dark, dingy, ignorant, dumb, no light. That's what black. That's what black means. I don't care what y'all claim it means in y'all mind or it means strength and power. And y'all don't believe that. You do not believe that. Because if you really believe that, then you wouldn't want to mix with anything that's weaker than that. And y'all worship that which is weaker. You worship the so-called white man. You worship that which is weaker. 
Meanwhile, he wants to come close to you because he knows you're stronger. And like I said, he worships the strength. You worship the weakness. He worships the strength. You worship the weakness. So is there any reason why he's in power? Because, again, if you worship the strength of something, that means you, you have a strong mind to understand it. Whereas y'all backwards, you worship the weakness of them. Oh, look at they light skin and they straight hair. Uh, uh, forget the fact that it's like animal fur. I want my child to have some animal fur up in them because it's got that good hair. I want them to have some lighter skin so they burn in the damn sun. You see, that's what you, that's what you want. You worship weakness. You've been taught to worship weakness and call it blackness, and not what it really is, not what it truly is, which is brightness and all its bronze glory. See, that's what you've been taught to worship, and this is why you're in the um, condition you're in. This is why you can't keep no neighborhoods for yourselves because, you know, as soon as the so-called white man show up and gentrify your neighbor, oh, welcome, neighbor. Oh, oh, welcome, neighbor. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Hey, welcome. And they'll be welcoming you up out of your house pretty soon. Oh, sorry to see you go. Damn, I don't know why I lost my house. The property tax just went up all of a sudden. Damn, I can't afford to pay my property tax. You see, guess why it went up? Because you was high, neighbor. But the white man, they're very aware of when their property value go down when you come. They don't want you in their neighborhood because they're going to like, oh, my property value going to go down. But they got no problem coming in your neighborhood. You got no problem accepting them. You have no problem accepting these people. And again, what is that due to? That's due to your mind being caught up in being black. Being at the bottom, being at the base, and thinking that anybody that you're interacting with that's different from you is an upgrade. You have a low self-esteem. And having people in your organizations, in your communities, being public like this, allowing every and anybody in, it throws off the focus, which needs to be you. Because now you got to focus on other things, other people. Now you got to focus on other things and other people, and you got to can't you can't say this, you can't say that, because you don't want to offend these white people. And you know, come on, man. Again, now it's not about you no more. Everybody, we're right back. <laughs>
Let me tell you something. You ever see when a lot of these so-called educated and so-called intellectual black people, and I showed you what the so-called educated intellectual is. Remember when those of you who got to see, um, got to see uh, um, Wizard of Oz, and I showed you who to educate, what the, what the educated intellectual really is. I showed you who that is in the character of this uh, of the scarecrow. You see that that's that's who uh, 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 that is. And I'm gonna tell you something else. The term scarecrow is another terminology for straw boss. Scarecrow is another terminology for straw boss. All right. Now, who were the straw bosses? Straw bosses were fake bosses who the white man put in charge to basically run, do the job he didn't want to do. Who usually got those jobs? Black males on the plantation. So, again, that's another jewel I wanted to drop to you. The scarecrow, the scarecrow was really another name saying the straw boss. Because what, what, you know, what is, what is, uh, um, what is the scarecrow made out of straw? What's stuffed in straw, and he is supposed to be the boss or the security for the for the um for the farm to keep the crows away. So he's meant to be that he's the, that one's propped up to be in the image of control, the straw boss, aka the uh, straw man, right? Or the scarecrow, okay? The scarecrow, you know, the straw boss. So that goes to show you that that really was an insult to the so-called black man, the scarecrow, and he had the brown nose to prove it, though, the bronze nose to prove it. All right, I just had to give that to y'all. But let me show you something. Whenever you get these educated Negroes, you notice that when they get these DRs in front of their names and they learn how to speak uh, articulately, and, you know, like in Malcolm X, what's the first thing they want to do? They want to go out and speak to white reporters, Right, they don't really care too much about preaching to the Negroes and their communities, raising up the Negroes in their communities. See, the Negroes are just a springboard to public opinion or public appeal. Niggers are just a springboard to public appeal. What I mean by that is they'll sit up here and they'll build a congregation off of local niggers. Right, and then once they build a congregation up off the local niggas, then they get tired of talking to you local niggas. Then they got bigger and broader, and in their mind, bigger and broader ambitions. In other words, they want to get Caucasians involved and other races of people involved. That's when they start speaking to the press. That's when they want to start going to the uh, going to the UN or going to damn uh, uh, going to damn Harvard, like what Malcolm X did. Malcolm X was when he was in the Nation of Islam. They went to Harvard. And he was speaking at Harvard University to these Caucasians. What the hell you got to talk with them about? And you know, these are things that Malcolm X wanted to do. Elijah Muhammad wasn't with that. You could tell the messenger was about the work of getting our people together, man. We ain't got time to talk to these humans, man. Malcolm X wanted to do that. See, because Malcolm was an educated coon in jail. He got educated by the, you know, by books. You see, he was an educated coon. He got educated in jail by books, you see, because that's just the same as getting the education from the white man. Just read his books and repeat after him, and you educated. But anyway, you know, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to go and go into Harvard and, uh, and talk to these Caucasians. What are you talking to them about? Shouldn't all your energy be about raising up these babies, raising up these men and women and cleaning them up? That's what the messenger was about. But see, when you are private, 
and your focus is only on a specific people, then you can be effective in doing that. But when, see, you want to be public and you got niggas who feel like, oh, we should be bigger. Our platform should be bigger. We should have more appeal. More people should know about us. More people should know about this. What do you mean more people? The people that's going to know about it are going to know about it. You see? Donald Elijah Muhammad, they didn't need no more people. They was out here selling newspapers. See, because think about this. They was already selling newspapers. The Messenger, I think, had a radio show and things like this. But they still, you know, you can still have things like that and not be public, like, widely, widely known, you know. But Malcolm wanted the nation to be widely, widely known. And that just puts a bigger target on your back. Not saying that nobody's afraid, but I'm just saying, you know, you're supposed to only be known to the people that you're known to. You see, this is supposed to be private. You see, this is supposed to be a private thing, a community thing, a cultural thing amongst us. This ain't for the world. This is for us. You see, our people all over the planet, this ain't for the world, man. This ain't for world consumption, man. This is for us, man. They feed off of us enough. But, yeah, Malcolm X wanted to go. He wanted to go to uh, uh, Harvard and, and speak. He take the FOI up at Harvard because, you know, he wants to show the white man just how smart he is, how educated he is, how well-spoken. See, in other words, I'm not like these niggers, these niggers you show on TV that's getting sprayed with the water hose or the dumb niggers standing on the corner. I'm better than them. That's really why Malcolm X wanted to go to Harvard University, to show that he's a smart nigger. And then we we all well astute Negroes, and we and we represent this message of Elijah Muhammad. We we see we are we can we we can stand toe to toe and talk to you. We want it, we 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 eat, we just as good as you are. That's really what that was about. Cause why 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 are you what is there to talk about with these people? What is there to talk about Re- realistically? What is there to talk about? Please tell me. They already know. They already know what y'all. They already got their mind made up on what you are anyway. So what is the point in trying to? Explain? That's like me trying to explain intellect to these humans. I mean, I, if they ask me, I'm, I'm gonna be as brief as possible, only because if I, you know, if I have to, like, say we we doing something, but I'm gonna try and be as, you know, coded as possible, like how they are. Because and, and really, I'm not gonna explain nothing. To, I'm gonna just say, ain't nothing to explain. It's intelligence movement, man. It ain't for it ain't for their consumption, man. It ain't for their damn consumption. It's for us, man. This ain't for them. But if you notice a lot of these people, like these with these DRs in front of them, they really rather be speaking to white people. They really rather be speaking with white people with DRs in front of their names and, and you know, at, at luncheons and, you know, where they can get tenures at school. They really rather be speaking to them because they consider those people their colleagues. You see, y'all just some niggas they talking to. Because they really don't want to talk to y'all. Once these niggas get educated by the beast, or once they get a taste of public publicity, once they get a taste of that public publicity, they don't want to go back to dealing with just black people no more. They don't want to deal with that. Once they get a taste of public publicity, their own people ain't good enough no more. They want everybody. They want, especially the so-called white man, they want him to be in the mix somewhere. That's why Malcolm X was talking all that nonsense about, oh, yeah, you know, we need to be um, the civil rights. We need to be more hands-on in the civil rights thing. Look, man, the civil rights thing was nothing but some contrived nonsense from Caucasians, man, these Caucasian liberal Jews, man. That's all the civil rights movement was, just just to bring you Negroes together with these Caucasians, man. 
to start the creation of the gray race. That's all that was. And they just used people like Martin Luther Pacoon and the rest of these clowns, uh, 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 um, Bayard Rustin, this sodomite, and the rest of these people to, to try and accomplish that. And, they, and for the most part, they did. That's why y'all the way y'all are. See, because they really wanted to combat. I told you this, and, I, and I, I stand on this all day. The only reason the civil rights movement was able to move the way it did, or the white man was able was willing to push civil rights, because they really didn't want the alternative, which was an Elijah Muhammad. They didn't want an Elijah Muhammad recruiting a bunch of black people all over this, all over America because they feel disenfranchised, because they know they will never be part of the society. See, they, they didn't want that. You see, because, again, when people see no other way, they're going to take the only way they got. So what did the beast do? He provided you another route, really, which really isn't a route. It's really just a way to slow you down from taking the obvious path you should have took, which was to follow Elijah Muhammad. That was the obvious path. But they had to slow you down and have you turn around and follow him with this false civil rights nonsense, this bullshit civil rights nonsense. Where they telling you you're going to get equality, meanwhile, 50 years later, you're still asking for the same equality. You're still asking for the police not to kill you. You're still sitting up here trying to beg for um, uh, uh, reparations and whatever the hell else you was doing 50 years ago, 60 years ago. So what good was any of this stuff? Oh, you could go to a hotel and give your money to white people now freely? Because that's all they really cared about. Because once they start seeing black, when they were seeing black hotels and other places, that uh, they was missing out on that money. They was missing out on that money. They start saying, well, hey, um, you know, maybe we need to get rid of this whole, uh, what's the name thing here? Because we don't want these blacks getting none of this money from hotels, from buses. Just alone in North Carolina, uh, I think it was Dr. Claude Anderson. He said his family owned a bus line out there, and they was making plenty of money. They was making hella money just riding black people around, just get, just taking black people to places, making hella money. Millionaires, I think they came off of that, and they because you know the white buses, they want you to sit in the back, and then black people, the hell with that man, we just get on our bus, we sit anywhere we want to. They wanted to stop that. You see, they don't ever want you thinking as a community. They don't want to ever think want you to think beyond them. See, they don't want any more Rosewoods. They don't want no Nations of Islam's. They don't want no your know, independent bus company. They don't want none of that. They want you to need them. They need you to need them. They need to be a part of whatever you're doing to feed off your energy. That's why they set up here. I, I never forget on this. Uh, um, when I was watching this documentary, right about um, this white guy. Uh, 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 I know, no so-called Jew, right? White guy. He was up here talking. About, I forget what his name is, but he was talking about. It'll come to me how a lot of rap artists like Run DMC and uh, uh, Slick a few, a lot of hip-hop artists sampled from his music, right? Sampled from his music. The, the guy who did, um, it's the guy who did um, the music for Taxi, that show Taxi, they used to come on in the 80s. Y'all, y'all might know, I, I, David, so I forget what his name is. But any, Bob James, that's his name. Bob James, look him up. Bob James, right, so-called white man, he made some music. He's a musician in the 80s and the 90s. He still makes, I guess he still makes music. But 
you know, a few rappers sampled his stuff, and now they want to just make it seem like this white man is a part of hip-hop, and he was the foundation of hip-hop, and, you know, because, you know, some rappers sampled some of his stuff, his his white-sounding music. You know, he had, his music was pretty good. It was decent. But you, everybody know the backbone of hip-hop was built off of James Brown and, and George Clinton. Everybody was rhyming off of that. That's the foundation. Really, James Brown's the foundation of hip-hop. Everybody was sampling James Brown. This white man got sampled a few times. They make it seem like now. Now he's a part of hip-hop. You see, stuff like that. You know, stuff like that. Everything, all hip-hop, the whole foundation of hip-hop is built off James Brown's music. Everybody know that. Then there's George, then George Clinton. Then the, then the Zap band on people from L.A. No, they bypass all those people, and they go to white, this white man, Bob James. You see, to say, basically say, oh, see, um, if it wasn't for me and my music, you niggas wouldn't have your, no hits. You know, stuff like that. You know, and they tried to make it seem like they sampled, they tried to make, he seem, to make it seem like he was sampled more than what he really was. But my point in saying all that is they always want to make it seem as though you have to, you have to, be with me. You have to be with us. You have to be what we're doing. You have to be like, you know, you have to be with us. You know, we know what's best for you. You see, you have to be with us. See, you can't have no organization when we can't get in. We got to always be able to get in. Let me let me take a call. 303. Hey, Nubin, like, like when, you're, when you're speaking of people, um, adopting the word is adopting like I, I was trying to understand why people of this day and time adopt so many doctrines adopt so many beliefs uh, even to where child services adopt kids now that are adopting kids what what is up with this adopting thing instead of creating their own and staying in their own lane because they can't you only adopt things when you don't have the ability to create things of your own. That's why. See, because without, if it was no black people here in America, without, let's say it's like this, without so-called black people, the real American, the Mesoamerican, the bronze people here, there would be no American culture. There would be no America. There would be nothing here today. So they had to adapt, adopt everything we did. They adopted our music. They adopted our tone, our language, everything. They adopted our medicine, which I'm going to get into where the real medical industry and medicine was built off of our people, which they want to sit up here and lie and act like they're the fathers of medicine. But we'll get into that. But you, you only adopt things when you have nothing to create. You have nothing to get. So what they do is they take from other people's stuff. Adopting is just another way of saying taking. Exactly. Without permission, too, right? Like, yeah, well, without permission. You, yeah, that, too. Because they, they got the adoption agency where these Caucasians go to these places in Africa and just take these little bronze children, and, and they ain't asking nobody permission for real. They not. Okay. That's just taken. Right. They adopt your culture. They took our culture everything. Call themselves Americans. They not even the real Americans. They call American is our word. Yep, that's clear. All right, thank you. I'm going to see you listening. All right. All right. Okay. All right, listen, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll be right back.
That's another thing. If you're saying you're trying to help black people, how can you help a people when there's no such thing as black people? How is there such a there's no such thing as black people? Our skin is not black. So how could you really help us? How can you help people who and you don't even know what their true identity is? You see, you wouldn't even know how to help people. How do you help people when you don't even know who they are? Who they really are. You see, this is why they make sure they don't help our people but so much, if at all, in the society, because they know who we really are. And I told you before, they're here to work against us. They're not here to work in alignment with us because the reason that happens is because you're trying to be, you know, equal with them. Equal with them means that you're trying to be above them, you see. Or you're trying to replace them. No, you shouldn't be trying to be equal with them. Because equality, you know, there's, you know, people have a place on the totem pole, right? If you say you're going to be equal with people, then that means that you're going to push them out because there's no such thing as equality. Now, if you say you're going to be supreme to them, then that just places you on top of them, above and beyond them. 
that places you above and beyond them because you are not trying to be equal with them. You're trying to be supreme to them, and supreme to them does not mean superior to them. You see, it does not mean superior because, again, like I told you, supremacy has no polar opposite. There is no opposite to supreme or supremacy. We are embracing supremacy, bright supremacy over everything. We are embracing that. You see, we are embracing that, not no black supremacy. And we don't acknowledge no white supremacy. We acknowledge bright supremacy. You see, that's what we acknowledge. The pure power of intelligence, higher intelligence, upper, dimensional, intel, upper dimension, dimensional intelligence that we are linked to as the almond race. That's what we bear witness to. You people, you don't bear witness to that. You bear witness to the fact that you're black and that, you know, as a black person, you should not discriminate against other races of people because you've been discriminated against. But don't you understand that if you were taking your time to be discriminatory like everybody else, then you would place yourself up in a state of supremacy and you would value your genetics, your genetic material. And part of that is, again, even accepting these messages of the beast, even like I was talking about black people following Christianity, that's insane. That is insane and insidious, or Islam, or any form of Judaism, black people following any of these religions, or Pan-Africanism, or any voodoo, Shango religion. Why? Because we've done that, been there, done that, and they have not worked for our people. None of that has worked for us. And then you got us following the religion of other people. So again, if you got us following the religion of other people, how the hell are we supposed to focus on us? Much as I love the teaching of the Alam Elijah Muhammad and what he taught in the Nation of Islam, you know, Islam, it was hard to focus on our people because they were Muslims. And why, what do I mean by that? If you're going to identify yourself to the religion of millions of other people, then eventually you're going to stop seeing yourself as a member of the so-called black nation, and then you're going to start to see yourself as a member of the Islamic nation, the wider Islamic nation like so-called Wallace, like Wallace Muhammad was telling you Negroes after the Honorable Elijah Muhammad died. You know, oh, you know, we have to become real Muslims, whatever that means. In other words, we have to become real Catholics, real disregard all of what Elijah Muhammad taught you because he said what Elijah Muhammad taught you was garbage. His own son said that. Yet it was good enough to clean y'all up. It was good enough to put you, put you, um, put make men be men again and women be women again and raising the babies up. It was good enough for that. It was good enough to put him to the point he was at. You see, but Wallace had to tell you you had to join the world community of Islam and accept and be everybody's your brother, everybody your sister now. Now look at you. Now look at y'all. All right. Now look at y'all. That's why you're in the condition you're in today. You see? Because you think it's your job to try to get acceptance from everybody and accept everybody where everybody don't accept you. And they ain't supposed to, just like you ain't supposed to accept them. You know, one of the things that so-called black people can do once they wake up and find out this, you know, wake up and realize they're not black, right after that, because if this message ain't wake you up and realize that you're not black people, I don't know what is. But why after you don't woke up and realize you're not black people, as much as these Negroes keep telling you that you're black, once you wake up and realize that, 
you start having pride in who you are, and then people are going to respect you more because you have pride in which, who and what you are. But you first have to find out who and what you are first. You see, that's the problem. And you're not going to get to that when you, whenever you try to get all people to come together on some community level or something like that. And then somebody, oh, well, why this got to be all black? Why we all got, you know, you know, we shouldn't discriminate. Everybody could get down with us. The Latinos could get down with us. The the Asians could get down with us. You know, because if the A, because you know, like that rapper, what's the guy's name? Uh, 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 China Mac. You know, like China Mac. You know, you niggas. You, you Israelites, you ready to make China Mac a, a so-called black man, you know. He could join it. China Mac could put on an Israelite robe and get down out there with the Israelites because he got a flat nose and he got, he got some, you know, he got some, um, you know, he got uh, a little puffy lips and flat nose, bron- you know, broad, bronze nose. Okay, all right, so he got some bronze in his genetics somewhere down the line, obviously. But you, that ain't enough for you niggas to start talking about he could be part of the tribe or the, the covenant or whatever the hell you niggas are. But I guess that's enough for y'all, because like I said, y'all really got that public. Y'all not nothing private, because y'all really got that. Pub, y'all really want that public appeal. You see, the most powerful groups are private groups, not public. The most powerful groups in the world are private groups, not public ones. When you when you are exclusive, people respect your ex, exclu, exclusivity, the exclusivity of your movement. They respect the exclusivity of your of your movement. You see, what's that old saying? I wouldn't want to be a part of any club that would have me as a member. That was a saying the white man used to say. I would I don't want to be a part of any club that would have me as a member. In other words, what he meant by that is he 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 respects you more when you discriminate. He respects you more when you discriminate. You niggas don't discriminate. You 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 embrace the white man coming into your organizations, coming into your meetings and things. You embrace that. You supposed to stop him at the door, tell him, "Nah, you in the wrong place." You see, no, we don't we don't we don't do we don't do the race mixing thing. And see, that's the big problem they had with the Nation of Islam, not what Elijah Muhammad was teaching, because all he was really teaching was Freemasonry. Not that he was teaching that. Not that he was teaching that the white man is the devil and the black man is God. It's that he said he they no white people allowed. That's what they really had a problem with. No white people allowed. And that to them was like, how dare this nigga? How dare he say we can't be part of what y'all are doing? You see? And so then Coon-ass Wallace, his son Coon-ass Wallace Muhammad, he, he, he let the first... They let the first white woman in the nation of Islam in 1974. Next thing you know, all, all, all the mosques, they had white people in there. And white people was just coming in there. Just They ain't really was about no Islam. They was just coming in there just because, you know, oh, it's something to do. Probably the FBI, whoever sent them in there. Now, yeah, go in there and see what's going on with this nation of Islam thing. Go in there and act like you're a Muslim. All right. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. You see, you know, that's what they did. They they just wanted to go in there just to be nosy. You see, that's all. They they just wanted to go in there and be nosy. That's all, and, and, and report back to whoever sent them there. Exactly like the animals they are. 
because you know animals. Animals, you'll be somewhere if you if a bunch of y'all is out here, you know, you're in the woods camping and whatnot. What's the first thing an animal gonna do? An animal, whether it's a wolf or something, it's gonna walk up on you. It's gonna look from the bushes trying to see what you're doing. That's the same animal curiosity that these humans have in them. They don't really. They they just trying to see what's going on and whatnot. And trust me. Once one of them see what's going on and they and they feel like they can come amongst you, it's going to be more of them coming back. More of them is coming back. You know, like how they gentrify your neighborhood. They'll send a few out there to test it out to see how they live out there for a year or so, a couple of year, a year or two. Next thing you know, they're calling their friends from all over the, all over uh, America to come out and live in New York, which which puzzles me because I'm like, you y'all coming from places to be in a rat infested city like this that's dirty and overcrowded you want to be here living amongst niggas something ain't right about that you you somewhere you somewhere in omaha or nebraska or somewhere wherever the hell you are well i'm pretty sure it's a lot of trees and stuff like that and it's beautiful they want to come from those places and iowa and all this land they want to come from near to new york around niggas in in the hood something ain't right or in atlanta or at wherever you are Detroit, well, wherever niggas are, because like I said, all these white people you see all in Brooklyn and stuff like gentrifying Brooklyn, that those all they gentrifying black, so-called black neighborhoods. Number one and number two, they all bringing they they coming from places like Iowa, you know, Kansas, places like that. They ain't they just not New York white people. Why are they coming here? Around you so-called black people Because you know why Because they don't seen a bunch of hip-hop videos You know And they like black people because they like the rap artists You know they, they so-called like black people Because they like rap music And they really want to be up around your energy Because see they ain't got no energy Their energy is dying man They ain't got no music That's a sign of a people When your people got a producing music They got music in them is coming out of their soul And that's a sign of life man yeah, niggas ain't really producing good music no more. Any white people, y'all damn, y'all ain't producing nothing. Y'all on E when it comes to good music too. Y'all on zero. You see, y'all on zero too. So that just goes to show you. But still, in all of this, you so-called black people are still welcoming white people into your neighborhoods, into your so-called black community. Because I don't even know why they even use that terminology anymore. Black community. There ain't no black community, man. I don't know why the hell they use that terminology anymore. Ain't no such thing as a black community. You mean them black neighborhoods that used to be black? Them them gentrified neighborhoods? They're going to end up calling them the LGBT community in a minute. The black communities are going to become the LGBT communities because I see a whole lot of gay people moving into these sections in Brooklyn where black people was living. And watch, they're going to eventually turn it into San Francisco, into the village in New York City. That's what a lot of these black neighborhoods are going to become. I'm seeing all these rainbow flags. What they're really setting up to turn the so-called black community into the LGBT community. That's what they're going to be. They already told you. See, they already told you LGBT month is now February, which used to be Black History Month. So they're already telling you, y'all niggas getting swallowed up by the rainbow, man. And you know why you did that? Because, again, you let these people into your organizations. All of these people, all these liberal white people, these homosexuals, these sodomites, these were people that were part of black organizations or linked into black organizations somehow. So what did they do when they joined your black organizations where it's supposed to be all y'all and pan-African organizations? They learned your ways. They learned your ways, they learned your tactics, they got in and learned amongst you and they just took it and they took your ideas like the rainbow thing, which came from Jesse Jackson, Rainbow Coalition, the, the gays just housed that from this nigga. 
handed it to him, really. And like I said, they'll get a black gay person when they'll and they'll 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 just flip everything, take everything you they learned from you and organize and your movements and your talking points, and they'll just flip it and turn it into some LGBT thing. See, that's what happens when you allow people to be part of your communities and your movements. They just overtake them over time. They take they overtake them and they get rid of you. They push you out of the way. You see. And that's what these black and pan-African groups do. They make way for these groups, these people to come in because they want to be public. They want attention. They don't want to be private. They don't want to be about the community and just raising up the people and making the people better all over. They want to be about the world. They want to be about white people, Asian. They want everybody to know so everybody could be like, oh, wow, you know, when can we come around you guys? When, you know, we, you guys are you – know, that's what they want. They really want them to be a part of it. So let me go ahead and read this question before we get out of here. What can't, why can't these black Pan-African groups uh, help black people? Because, again, we ain't from Africa, number one, and number two, we're not black. And you can't help people who you, you, you're falsely identifying. You can't even help these people. Marcus Garvey falsely identified us as Africans, and what did, what did that do? He tried to get us to go back to Africa. Now, why didn't Amin allow that to happen? Why didn't Amin allow that to happen? Why didn't our ascendants allow us to go to Africa? Because we didn't belong there. That's why. That's why they they uh, sunk Mark, Marcus Garvey's plan because we weren't supposed to be going back to no Africa because we didn't come from Africa. We from here. And our things, whatever whatever business we got tied up here, gonna have to be settled here, man. In our country, because this is our country. Is it because of culture and belief? Um, no. Yeah, well, the culture and belief thing, a lot of you so-called black people, you want to follow the culture and belief of everybody else. You see, whether it be Islam, Christianity, Judaism, religious belief, whatever, you want to really follow the culture and belief of everybody else. So you can't really truly be about your own people, following behind other people. Is it because this is not how we are? You know, no, it's not how we are. We not truly we can't truly follow, you know, things things are not real. You see? We gotta be one thing. That's real. Not two, three, multiple, no. No, because y'all speak against that, oh, we ain't supposed to be all one monolith. Then how the hell y'all going to be a community if you ain't one monolith? You, yes, you're supposed to be one monolith, one group, one body, one mind, one soul. But y'all teaching, oh, we could be anything, but we still could be together. That sounds stupid. Are we aware that they, uh, that they cannot help? Uh, are they aware that they cannot help? No, they're not aware. Not, not at all. They're going to still keep pushing the whole black power, black this, black that, Wakanda, forever. That's the, they stopped saying that now, you know. So when Black Panther 2 come out, they'll be saying Wakanda forever, and, you know, and then they'll be embracing white and black again because they're going to have the black female laying with the white man, Captain America or Thor or somebody. Watch. Can any type of uh, knowledge help them? Uh, mental health is the only thing to help our people. That's it. Just like that, and that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen, and Amen we trust, and Amen we thank, and in Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual new Ben Minkaris. This has been Mental Health Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night.